Welcome to Madison Voices. Theater is a reflection of society and the times in which we live. We give voice to the artist's perspective on art, theater, family, and life. We want to take this time to celebrate the talent, passion, and stories of those who are part of the Madison Theater family. Thank you for joining us. I'm your host, Angela Froboni, Artistic Director of the Madison Theater at Malloy College. This week, I've invited the interim chair of one of the country's premier theater programs, Malloy College Cap 21 Conservatory. Education has been severely affected by the COVID pandemic, and arts education has had added challenges that have complicated their degree program. The Cap 21 faculty have been very innovative as they've had to reassess their entire studio format in acting, dance, voice, and studio performance projects. So please welcome Interim Chair Christopher O'Connor. How are you, Chris? I'm good, Angelo. Thanks for having me. Oh, thank you for talking. Uh, Before we get started, I want to talk a little bit about your background and and where you came from before you came to uh, CAP21. You have your own uh, theater company. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I am the founder and artistic director of Miles Square Theater, which is in my hometown, um, Hoboken, New Jersey. And uh, I, I started it, golly, 18 years ago uh, when I was in graduate school, um, which was kind of a crazy thing to do. Since I was in graduate school, you didn't think I had enough to do. <laughs> Where'd you go to graduate school, if you don't mind me asking? Uh, I went to Rut- Rutgers uh, University, the Mason Gross School of the Arts, and I got my MFA in directing there. Um, and I was, uh, up till up, up till then, I was an actor, and I really wanted to find uh, some way to create my own work. Um, and I also I felt a, a, a compelling need to actually create a, an arts organization in Hudson County, New Jersey, which is where Hoboken is. Um, Hudson County is the, is the fourth most dense county in the country and has very little um, to offer in terms of um, performing arts, which seemed odd to me. <laughs> um, but I, but I realized that, you know, we were right across the river from Manhattan and, and that most people just consume their, their theater by going across the river and, you know, finding the, the, the best theater, you know, they could possibly find in, in, in New York city. Um, so I built this company from the ground up and, um, and now we're the largest, you know, we're the, the, the largest arts organization in the, in the County. And, uh, we produce a full season of plays every year, and um, uh, it's 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 been a really interesting journey, and I've 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 learned a lot, and I'm I'm um, I'm I'm proud of it, and uh, you know I, lo- I love the I love the community that we've uh, artistic community that we've created there, uh, and I bring a lot of what I've learned and what I know, uh, you know, as a producer and an artistic director. Um, into the classroom with me it's been it's really actually augmented my 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 teaching i think right i think i think world experience is one of the keys to theater arts education and and for the faculty Mm -hmm. uh one thing i have to say is because we could get into this i mean 
I'm sure you have dilemmas at the theater as well as Madison Theater does of how to deliver content now. But that's for a different podcast. <laughs> we want to talk more about that because we all have our challenges at this point. Yeah, well, I'll give you my thumbnail on that. Uh, sure, you know, do. Because we, we did. We, you know, we're shuttered. We had to close down on, on March 13th. And we had to close what was looked like it was going to be a very successful hit for us, uh, which was five times in one night. Uh, Kiara Atik's play. We closed that. And then we're like, what do we do? And, you know, all of us, you are facing this. We are all facing this um, as theater producers. So we, um, we, we, you know, we then cancel our next, our next production, which is a young, young audience production. And then we do this thing every year, which is a 10 minute play festival um, on the subject of baseball. It's called seventh inning stretch. And, we created an online show, an hour-long show that would, it turned out to be a um, a variety hour. Basically, it, it had some, you know, had some plays, had some Zoom plays, and it had singing, and it had animation, and you know, we had a few celebrities uh, that were involved, and it was really, um, it, it, we were all amazed. We were all amazed that we actually, <laughs> that we actually did it and survived it. So. Um, and then, um, and then now my theater is producing what's called Given Circumstance, new plays in the virtual world. And I've commissioned seven playwrights to each write um, a piece that is set in Zoom calls. And we're on our fourth week and final week uh, this weekend. But it's been, you know, it's, it's allowed us to be relevant, you know, and to continue to work. So, um, you know, we've become a little more like um, filmmakers than theater makers, but um, you know, we, we've, we've, we have found a way thus far. Yeah. Well, that's a good segue into what I was just going to ask you when we shut down last yeah. uh, spring. I mean, no one was ready for this. I mean, especially no. the arts community or the theater community wasn't. And especially the, you know, the faculty at cap 21. So how, I mean, how did you guys adjust so quickly to everything that you had to do? I mean, things were just shuttered. Oh boy. Yeah. Yeah, and actually turning off the faucet for a theater is a lot easier than um, figuring out a new way to let the water flow in a theater school because <laughs> we can't stop. We have our students and we have to deliver curriculum. And uh, none of us, I would say virtually none of us, at least in our department, had ever had any experience delivering what we do online. So there was a, an extraordinary learning curve, um, and we had a week. We had spring break to figure it out individually, as you know, as teachers. Um, we got very familiar with Zoom, <laughs> you know, uh, very quickly. I personally had to completely rethink my um, curriculum. In my syllabus, in um, I was teaching two sections of freshman acting. I was also teaching directing, and I was directing a project. So the project, you know, really had to change, and uh, my teaching of acting had to change. Well, they all had to change, even directing. So yeah, so I, you know, um, but what what I did find, and I think other other teachers did, and I and I think the. You know, the students, I hope, hopefully rec recognize that, that um, we are still able to teach. You know, in an acting class, I was still able to, you know, watch two students, um, you know, in a scene, uh, playing an action, you know, playing an objective, 
um, you know, and uh, everything that they need to be attentive uh, to, you know, as an, as an acting student. Um, and, I, and I think mo- the, the biggest thing that we had to deal with was just, just people's morale. And, um, you know, it was just, we were just so untimely ripped from, from being on campus. And then that, that was very, uh, a, a big psychological burden on everybody. Um, and then for performance, uh, I was, I was, uh, directing one of the, um, composer projects. I was doing the Gershwin's and I'd written a, a book. I, I actually created a, a book musical of, I don't know if you saw, I think you saw it. Uh, Angela. I, did, I did see it. It was, it was actually very terrific and I loved the backgrounds and everything. You guys oh, did a great job. Thank you. Yeah. So, you know, I had this book musical and, um, and figure out how to, how to, how to perform it. Cause we weren't going to be in the space. So, you know, as you just mentioned, I, <laughs> I had this late one night I had this idea, Oh, I'm going to put these awesome backgrounds, uh, behind all of the actors, uh, so that they can, you know, so it can have some unity as a piece of art, you know, instead of seeing, seeing their, um, kitchens and <laughs> in their bedroom, uh, in, in this world that we, cause we were, we were, we were creating a world. We were creating a world that was, uh, it was set right after the um, the depression, so it was a, it was kind of a period piece in a way. And so I found these really interesting um, backgrounds of a cafe. They're like black and white uh, pencil drawings, and so we use those as backgrounds. And I, you know, it really helped. It helped the production. You know, it gave it it gave it um, I think a little more quality. Uh, Give it some atmosphere. That's what I thought. I thought it had yeah. a great atmosphere. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And, and the students were, you know, when, when, when I, <laughs> when I came up with this idea, it was, you know, it was probably like three weeks before we did it. Um, you know, I, I brought this idea to the students and they were, Oh, well, this is great. And then we probably spent three hours just trying to figure out how we can get that technology uh, on their computers because everyone had different, you know, uh, aged devices and some of them weren't being uh, very cooperative with putting backgrounds on. And there was a moment, oh my goodness, there was a moment where I, I was thinking, this is not going to work. You know, this is crushing us. <laughs> and and I just said, you know, we got to persevere. We're going to, you know, we're going to figure this problem out. And we did. And it was such a, it was such a lesson I think for me and all of us, you know, that as theater makers, we're, we're adaptable. You Absolutely. Know? And if I recall, one of the girls actually drew her background cause she couldn't get the, she, the, uh, she did, um, Sydney. <laughs> and, and I, I, my heart was breaking because she was trying so hard to get this thing done. And, you know, and I was just concerned about all of them, just, you know, just losing, losing spirit and losing, um, you know, their enthusiasm and in Sydney, you know, she says, I'll figure it out. And so I was, it was the end of that rehearsal. And then, and then she comes back on screen and she's got this line drawing that she put behind her. And it was just like, I, I, it was so beautiful that she had figured this out. And, and, and I asked people about it and they said, I didn't even notice that she had, hers was drawn. <laughs> so it was, you know, I think it really showed how resilient we can be and, and, you know, we can solve these problems. And, um, yeah, that was a, that was a great moment. Yeah, I agree. And I think at the end of the semester, everyone was just relieved that we got through it and everyone was sort of patting each other on the back saying, we did this, we accomplished it. And then we headed into the summer 
And, you know, everyone expected things to be back to normal. I, th- I think everyone thought we'd be back up. I mean, I thought my summer program was going to run, uh, you know, in person, but we had to move that virtually and we learned a lot from that. But going into the fall now, what were you guys expecting? I mean, you're meeting with uh, um, faculty. Uh, you have just become the interim chair. You were, I mean, I remember at the senior um, farewell, they announced that you were going to be the interim chair. And you're heading into the fall season not knowing if you're going to be in person or if you're going to have to deliver online content. So what, I mean, what were you thinking at that time? (laughs) I was thinking, what am I getting myself into here? (laughs) One, um, I was also honored, you know, to be offered to, to take that responsibility. And I spent the summer uh, overlapping with uh, the former chair, Henry Fonte, um, and so we had a team, you know, um, Henry and I and James Valeri and, and the, you know, the rest of the staff, Amy Francis, the rest of the staff uh, that were on during the summer to really puzzle out what we're doing. And we had, you know, a little bit of time to kind of understand the, the, the timeline that um, in, in following the course of the pandemic to, to really understand what we're facing in the fall. But I have to say that you know, pretty early on in that, it, it was clear to me that, um, and this was, you know, we ran schedules, we ran all these models that I, I didn't feel comfortable bringing our students back um, and, and being able to guarantee everyone's safety. And, and that's what we all came to. So, um, so we did this very complicated model where we, we pushed back most of our curriculum to the spring and we added um, a couple of summer intensives um, uh, so we can, you know, get get everything taken care of by um, sometime in August. Uh, And we had, and and we also had to make sure that we had our seniors um, that that they were done so they could graduate on time. So those were like the, the, the priorities. Um, and what we're teaching right now, we're only teaching a few uh, theater classes right now. We're teaching musical theater history, which can be done online. We're teaching private voice and we're teaching some vocal performance courses. And those are all classes that aren't complete, you know, are, are somewhat, but not completely compromised by being online. So those made sense to us. Um, but it's our acting classes and dance classes and movement classes that we that we put off to uh, the spring. So, you know, it's a, it was a, it was a big lift and it was very complicated, but we, we got the, we got the college's support on this, you know, to, to run it this way. We're, you know, we're very unique, uh, a very unique department in the, in the, in the college. Um, but, uh, everyone cooperated and, and, you know, I'm really, you know, it was, it was it was heartbreaking to know that we weren't going to bring our students back, and not and we weren't going to bring our our freshmen in who are you know you just imagine you're you're just out of high school and you're ready to go to college and you still have to be home for another semester. So um, so so far it's working, and we're also you know we're working on um, we're, we're we're doing these community building events. Uh, we had a, a, a 
uh, Cap Cafe, like a coffee house uh, the other night uh, where students got to, you know, perform from from where they are. Um, you know, we're, we're putting some um, dance uh, tr- uh, dance videos, you know, that are that are. Um, Lori Lesher, who's who's our, our head of head of head of dance, she's putting these conditioning videos up so people so students can you know uh, do those, and we've got some voice and speech videos um, to try to keep people just you know doing some stuff before we get them back um, in the spring. Yeah, just to keep them engaged, and also, I mean, you say it's a unique program because the Cap Twenty One or Cap Collaborative Arts Project. Uh, for our listeners, uh, it's unique because half the time, or most sixty percent of the time, uh, they spend in the city, in the studios in the city, and the rest of it in the Rockville Center campus. Yeah. So, talk a little bit about that because the city is completely shut down, completely shut down in those studios. So, talk about the challenges of moving uh, locations as well. Yeah. Yeah. So that, that, yeah, that makes it even more complicated. And it's also what, what makes us unique. You know, this is, this is why a lot of students come to us because they, they get a college experience in Rockville center and they get this New York experience, uh, in a New York studio with the Manhattan center, uh, at 50 Broadway. Um, and it's it's pretty cool, <laughs> and, and you know, and we we're able to draw amazing uh, artists and teachers by the virtue of the fact that we're we're in Manhattan. Um, but it becomes it, it again it becomes a um, a scheduling challenge because we we have to schedule stuff on campus and we have to schedule when they come into uh, into Manhattan, um, and it doesn't leave us you know, with, with, with as much flexibility as a, another program might. Um, but so far, you know, we're, we're, we're working out all that out. We've got, you know, we've, we've got some, <laughs> I, I, you know, now that I'm, now that I'm interim chair, um, I'm seeing like amazing organizational skills from people that <laughs> are working with us right now. And it's, it's, it's really impressive. Yeah, Amy and James are uh, pretty amazing when it comes to organizing stuff like this. Incredible, yeah. Uh, so let's talk about the spring now. So sure. you did plan. I'm sure the students' reaction was not necessarily 100% positive, but they understood what we were going through. Um, so we'll, we'll talk a little bit about the student reactions, but you're, you're getting into studio productions and studio performances again. You talked about your... Um, composer project but there's a lot of other projects that you do with each like with the sophomores and the juniors as well as the seniors that haven't been done this fall and you have to get those in and some of those you say are going to be pushed to the summer but you also have the main stage uh, performances with the seniors which i'm sure you're not sure how you're going to deliver those main stage uh performances yet um You know, so talk a little bit about how you guys are going to approach these projects. Hopefully you can do some online or, you know, I'm at at lots for words. Yeah. And we're working, we're working on it right now. That's, and I've spent much of today actually in meetings about that. And uh, because we really want to have a, um, uh, a really strong plan soon, really, we want to, we want to be ready, but we are, um, you know, we're planning to, to bring people back and we really want to, <laughs> we're all, we're all dying to see everyone and to work with everyone and, and they're dying to be here. Um, so, 
so we're really starting with our, um, you know, the curriculum and the classes and how we're going to practice uh, safe social distance um, in, in those classes and how we will, it, and it, it, it looks like we're going to do a, a hybrid model where we'll have smaller sections and there'll be some, um, some students who may be observing a, a, a class remotely uh, while a smaller group is in the classroom. Um, and yeah. And then, and some of that might even be asynchronous. So, you know, you may, um, we may have a small group at, for instance, in an acting class, uh, you know, doing their scene work and then, uh, it's recorded and then the rest of the class can then watch that recording, um, asynchronously whenever they want to, or, you know, up, up, you know, uh, they have a deadline to watch it and, and, you know, we'll probably have to hand in something, uh, a response to what they saw, you know, to, um, to guarantee that they're, that they're watching it and that they're engaged in, in what they're watching. So we're working on that, on that plan. Um, and then the, the second tier is, is really how do we do our, um, our projects in our main stages. And, and that's a little more complicated and uh, because we don't know if we're going to be able to have audiences, um, you know, in, in, in the next semester. So we're looking at, uh, how we might do them as as virtual performances or a combination of of, of virtual and live. Um, so that's a it's a very big it's a very big puzzle. But um, you know we're we're in the, we're in the middle of, of of working that out and, and also getting um, you, you know because we use um, directors that are you, you know union in the in the um, um, stage directors and choreographers, uh, guild, and, and we have, uh, actors, equity stage managers. So we also have to adhere to, um, uh, their protocols and, you know, so there's a, there's a lot of details to it, but I'm, I, I think we're going to be able to do it. I think we're going to, you know, we're going to pull it off and hopefully in a, in the, within the month we're, we'll be able to really let our students know what they're, what they're going to anticipate when they come back. Yeah. So for our listeners, I'm speaking with Chris O'Connor, interim chair of the theater arts program, CAP 21 at Malloy College. And if you haven't seen these main stage productions, these are Broadway quality. And when I say Broadway quality, first of all, students are fantastic. They're so well trained by the faculty and the production value is amazing. And it's something that um, you really don't want to miss when it, when they come around in our calendar here at the Madison Theater. I just wanted to say that because I think they're great. Um, yeah, yeah, I'm, they're they're yeah <laughs> they're they're so wonderful. And, and you know, last season uh, I thought was a great season with um, Spring Awakening in in your in town, and um, and it's just so satisfying to see. Um, you know, there are seniors, it's, it's there, it's the, it's basically the senior project and, um, to see how far they have come from when they enter as, as freshmen and, and, you know, the skills they've learned and, uh, what they've accomplished. It's pretty, it's pretty inspiring, as you know. There's a lot of the CAP 21 program, uh, students in our performances and our productions throughout the years right. while here at the Madison theater. Yep. In fact, I've sort of benefited this year because a lot of these students are usually too busy, but we're doing a virtual gala. I'm just doing a shout out to our gala, doing a virtual gala for the college and uh, to get students to volunteer, to be a part of it. 
was so easy this year because everyone was just dying to do something. And <laughs> so we, we've been having a, a wonderful time so far. Um, well, that's interesting you say that because I, you know, I just did these, uh, these zoom plays and my theater is planning to do a, um, a virtual, it's a wonderful life. And we're having no problem casting. <laughs> Everyone <laughs> is available. So <laughs> it is, it is. So with everything that you guys are going to do, we have no idea. One thing that's very important for these seniors, and we sort of ran into this dilemma last uh, spring as well, is their senior showcase, um, which is a very important thing. Uh, you know, the whole industry has changed. I mean, the industry has been shut down since March. So it's, you know, it's, it's one of those sort of um, toss up things, but how, how are you looking at, you know, uh, delivering a showcase of, of these talented people? Uh, well, I, I have a, I have a meeting tomorrow at, <laughs> at what time? Three o'clock <laughs> to, uh, to talk about that because we, you know, we delayed the, the class of 2020, uh, their showcase, you know, showcase season came at a very bad time for, um, the classes of 2020 all over the country. So, um, we're going to be formulating what we're going to do for them first. And, um, you know, it's going to have to be virtual because, no one's gathering to to watch these as you know as they've done traditionally so uh we will you know we're 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 going to do that for the class of 2020 in January and um you know we'll see where we are in May for our class of uh 2021 you know as, as just as a th- theater producer i'm i'm not confident that we're going to have audiences um you know, in May. Uh, so we're like, that will likely be a, um, a virtual, um, showcase. And I'm, you know, and I'm, one of my thoughts about it, the silver lining for me in this is that, um, the first part of our industry that's, that's going to awaken. And it already is in, in, in some ways I've been hearing and seeing friends who who've booked work is on camera that that the you know the film the film industry is the first the, the first that's going to get back to work and our students um i think we can you know with with our showcases we can leverage that a little bit knowing that that is what um uh is the case that we that we can use these virtual on camera showcases uh to the, to that advantage um, you know they're going to be filmed, and they're going to they're going to they're uh, our, our our students can uh, you know we can be aware of that. Um, and for our current seniors, we um, it looks like we're going to do an on camera class in the spring semester to prepare them for that, which we which we haven't done since uh, Cap has been at Malloy, and I feel really strongly that um, you know we need to train our train our students. Uh, with on-camera technique. So um, I probably would have done that anyway, but it just feels like this is the, this is an imperative right now um, so that our students are not only ready to, to work in the theater when the theater becomes alive, but also be right now to be ready to work on camera. Yeah. Well, I'm a little more optimistic to you. I think we are going to be up and running sooner than, um, than everyone expects. 
I have to be optimistic because here at the Madison Theater, we we need our audiences. Uh, we're looking at different ways of delivering content as well, just like your theater company. Yeah. So has your moving forward, you know, we're coming to the end of this program, but moving forward, do you think the program is going to make changes um, to accommodate for what you've learned during this time? Do you think there's going to be a, you know, a big change or is it going to fall back to business as usual once the pandemic is over and we're back to normal classes? Um, Well, a lot of people say theater is never going to be the same again. And I don't, I don't know if I really buy into that. You know, there's nothing that can um, replace being in the same space at the same time with a group of people experiencing live people on the stage, you know, that's, that's not going to go away. I agree. Yeah. And, and that's what, you know, and we need that, you know, and, and, um, uh, you know, I ache, (laughs) I ache for that. Um, and I, you know, we all do. And especially those of us who are in the theater, but I, you know, I have a, as you do, I have a theater audience and and my audience is, is that's what they're telling me at, at Miles Square Theater. Um, but I do think that things that we're, that we are going to um, take away from this, I think that we're, we're, we're going to find new ways to market what we do uh, with, you know, with the Zoom platform or whatever, you know, whatever you use. Um, I think we've learned that we can actually do a lot of communication and a lot of um, production work and meetings uh in 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 on this platform um that will make it much easier for us to just be together for for those sort of things and we're getting really good at it (laughs) um and it's actually gonna you know prevent us from having to to do some commuting or get in our car you know i think it's going to reduce our carbon footprint in in a way um you know we have found that um uh, private voice lessons are actually pretty effective um, online. Um, and so that, I don't know, you know, that may be, uh, if not fully, partially uh, a takeaway from this that will um, free up space for other things in, in the studios and um, uh, make it easier for us to to, to uh, get a teacher and student together. Um and oh, there was one other, one other. Oh yeah, so like I, I had a, I had a, um, a two week, about a two week segment in my directing class, which was all about design and concept. And I had my students. This happened, you know, after we went online in the spring, uh, and it was a, it was an assignment, and we, and we just changed it. We made, I had them all do their presentations online with PowerPoint, um, you know, and screen share, and it was great. It was really, it was really great. Um, it was a great way to to present, and it was a great way to discuss. And I think, okay, next time I, I teach directing, I'm going to do that for those two weeks. We will do that portion of that class online, and um, I think it'll make it easier for everyone. Um, again, I, you know, I think about carbon footprint. It'll 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 mean you know less driving, less people uh, on on the road for one, for one thing. So I think there's there are there are things that are 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 going to stick uh, with us, and I'm always mindful that um, you know if we didn't have this technology, if this was ten years ago, this would be a much different um, 
result. You know, it, 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 the, the technology has really enabled us, many of us, not, you know, not all, but many of us to continue to, uh, to, to work and communicate and, um, and study. So we've been fortunate. Yeah. But it's good to hear that cap 21 is going green. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Going green. Got to do that. No, that's right. No, I agree. I mean, especially with the way the world is going, it's, we're so um, reliable on the internet um, or, or reliant on the internet and, and content and streaming that I think this has forced us to actually teach our students and teach people um, how to use these um, digital formats in a very effective way. So I agree with you. So before we go, I want to ask you one last question. You know, it, I always ask everyone this one, what, you know, cause we're in theater, we're in the arts. What is that? Uh, who's that one person that really influenced you or that aha moment, the show or whatever, what really made you get into theater? Cause this is not an easy business. And, and before you answer that, my daughter went to Mason Gross too. She, uh, graduated from that program it's a fantastic program yes what would you, i vaguely yeah, remember her actually yeah <laughs> i mean yeah. a lot of people that went through it i used to teach there she was never oh yeah but i remember her. yeah um well you know uh and i you know, this is this is my theater origin story um and <laughs> i guess i think i have to look deep into my own psychology about this in the few minutes that i have remaining before i have to go to another meeting but um so i was the youngest of seven kids and uh in an irish catholic family and uh, always fighting for attention right so i think that that it was sort of in my nature to to uh to grab attention uh when i wasn't being abused by my older siblings um so i think that shaped my personality a bit and when i was in second grade I believe it was second grade. I went to a Catholic school and I was the angel, uh, the archangel Gabriel in the Christmas pattern. And I was put into the balcony or the, uh, the choir, the choir loft, excuse me, in the, in the church. So, uh, and they put a microphone in front of me before my big speech was, which was, you know, fear not for behold, I bring you great tidings of joy or whatever it was, um, <laughs> as, as Gabriel and they put the microphone in front of me and, and before me, I was looking down at the entire congregation, which were all the kids in the school and they were all, all their backs were to me facing the, the altar. And I started that speech, that monologue <laughs> and, and it was a hot mic. It was really loud. And the entire congregation literally jumped up and <laughs> to see what this powerful voice was. And it was me. And I got sucked. I got such a rush of power that I think it was my first lesson on, you know, the, um, you know, what you, the, the, the satisfaction of performance, you know? Uh, so after that, I think I was kind of unstoppable. You're right. That's great. Do you ever have a dream role? Did you ever want to do something or play something or direct something? What, what's your dream? A dream role. Golly. That's a, that's an interesting one. You know, I'm, I'm of an age now. Um, you and me both. So yeah, yeah, and uh, you know, I'm, I, I always find it hard to, when someone says, "What is your favorite?" Blah blah blah, or "What is the one thing?" I can never answer these questions. Um, but I think I don't know. I think that um, I kind of want to play Scrooge. I'm, you know, I'm. I'm uh, we we do a holiday show at the theater, and last year we did uh, a Christmas Carol, 
and I think I'm I, I think I'm I think I'm ready to play play that that mean old miser um, uh, you know who who is redeemed at the end and uh, so I think that's kind of what I want to do right now I don't know um, well you never know because we're look, looking at doing a Christmas Carol here and I'm going to need a Scrooge do you sing Chris do you sing that's I do what I want sing. I've done, I've, right. done, I've done a few musicals you know in in my in my time. But uh, yes, I do. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I'll, 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 I'll direct you to my agent, Angelo. That, that's right. <laughs> send, send me your agent's number. Anyway, I want to really thank Chris O'Connor for uh, joining us today. Again, he is the interim chair for the Madison the- or the Madison Theater, the Malloy <laughs> College Theater Arts Program, CAP 21. And uh, uh, it was very interesting to see how the program has adapted and morphed during these times. So thank you very much for joining us. Well, thank and you, Angelo. You're welcome. And until our next podcast, we'll keep the seats warm for you. Thank you. I want to thank producers Kathleen the Machine Marino, Eileen Swagger Sweeney, and the VP of Advancement Edward the Terrific Thompson. Technical support and editing by Calvin the Great Gravada Flores, graphic designs by Francis Bouncing Bonnet and Sarah Prancing Palazzolo. <laughs>